anything's possible though, because you know Bitcoin is money. So you know, money talk, man. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, powered by Coin Telegraph. What began as a small experiment is now a rapidly expanding ecosystem. As citizens of the internet, we expect to be able to send money over the internet as quickly and cheaply as sending an email. As citizens of the internet, we demand transparency. Here, we talk about Bitcoin, Ethereum, blockchain industries, fintech, and more. But we're not experts. We're just three guys in the Bitcoin community. And adoption is the only thing that matters. And we're back with our midweek episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, episode 83. I'm your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. Where's Quarry? <laughs> man, moving back to the States is, is tough, man. It takes time. It's got to be the logistics are um, definitely coming to play. So, All right. Um, well, while he gets his American domestic logistics, um, let's pay some bills. All right. All right, we're brought to you by escrowmybits.com. Mm-hmm. Fast, super easy, super duper, uber easy. It's only going to take you three steps. Just register and deposit your Bitcoin. The seller will ship the item, buyer checks the goods, and then releases the funds. Then you get paid, son. They also offer Bitcoin escrow with a locked exchange rate. So I'm talking euros. I'm talking yen. That useless Canadian money. Maybe some American money. They got you covered no matter where you are. They charge a small flat escrow fee of 1% on all escrow transactions. And they even offer you the ability to split the fee with the other party. Their goal is to make using escrow as simple as possible. And we want there to no longer be any excuses. So go to the website. Sign up for that newsletter. Newsletters are fun. Sign up for a bunch of newsletters. That way every day you get some email. Escrow <laughs> your shit. With escrow my bits. <laughs> Dot com. I like that. Uh, we're like, pro- it's like a sneaky yeah, way. Because, I mean, if you sign up for email and no one writes you, that's sad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you sign up for newsletters, someone's going to write you every now and then. Yeah, everyone. So when you go shopping out there and ask for you to put your email in at like Target and you know, different random shops and different random malls, do it. Because at the end of the day... Give them your phone these, number and everything. Yeah, these companies, they just want you to not be lonely. You know? They want to send you... They want to communicate with you. So... Sorry, I interrupted That's the second wants to be your friend. <laughs> yeah, they do. They want to take you out. They want to hang out with you. Take you to Indian restaurant. Indian bistro. Have some non... Bistro. You know, some non, some, some red dark, dark coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Do foolish. That's, keep going. Keep going. We're brought to you by Athena Bitcoin. Uh, they just so happen to be the most trusted name in Bitcoin ATMs. They're located in H Town, D Town, A not A Town, but Fort Worth. Fort Worth doesn't have a cool way to say Fort Worth yet. And Fort seven town. other U.S. cities, Fort Town. 
download that at the end of Bitcoin Wallet on the App Store or Google Play for specific locations. And uh, if you want more information, please visit athenabitcoin.com because they're always adding new locations. Um, also, we're brought to you by Athena Bitcoin's portfolio company, bitquick.co. That's bitquick.co. It's quick, it is secure, and it is an easy peer-to-peer Bitcoin marketplace. You can get Bitcoin for cash in as little as three hours. Bitquick has been serving Bitcoiners since 2013. So where there's a bank, there's Bitquick. Bam. All right, we, you know, we haven't talked too much about the Lightning Network. No. Nope. ID. We haven't because it's not one of those things that's shown that it's going to be real anytime soon. <laughs> it well, feels it's like, up, right? It's launching. I think so. I, I read that, uh, like, the first pool request or something. Um, but... You know, I thought the Lightning Network was going to change the planet, but I always get like that about everything sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, Street Fighter V is going to change the fucking world. They didn't put Guile in there. That's going to change the game. But it's not really. I mean, I think the Lightning Network has a lot of potential, um, but people still don't understand it in the community. And that's the thing that scares me is if some people in the community don't understand it, then how in the hell are Tom, Dick, and Harry going to have a chance? Well, well, first off, let's talk about what it is for people that don't know. It promises to support a virtually unlimited number of off-chain transactions among users at nearly no cost while leveraging the security offered by Bitcoin. Yeah, that's the sell. That's the hard sell. Or that's the elevator pitch when you're trying to get someone to to buy it while riding in an elevator with them. But you were talking about Tom, Dick, and Harry. So let's say Tom and Dick established uh, a payment channel. Mm -hmm. And now Tom wants to pay one Bitcoin to a third person, Harry. So to do so, Tom and Harry could open up a payment channel between them, but they don't actually need to because as it turns out, um, Harry, wait, no, Dick and Harry already have a mutual channel, so Tom can simply pay Dick, no, Harry through Dick. You see how complicated it is? You see how complicated it is? <laughs> I thought it was going to be easy. <laughs> I thought it was going to be easy. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was going to be simple. Um, essentially what I understand is you, you put up Bitcoin in stasis pretty much, and you open up a channel, a payment channel, and everyone that uses the channel settles through your channel. And then when you settle that channel to the Bitcoin blockchain, then every single transaction that just went through is boom. And so it's, it's, it goes to the Bitcoin blockchain, but it also is recorded on your, on your node, on your lightning node. Okay, so the thing is, is that it's all done, I think, through like a very savvy smart contract. I think if you wanted to to distill it, you could say it's a smart contract. The thing is, is the transactions will travel through the Lightning Network on the path of the least resistance, I believe, which allows the transactions to scale to infinity. Because if your transaction is always going to the quickest nodes, the, the most, the quickest available open payment channel 
then theoretically you could have any number of transactions going through and when they settle to the bitcoin blockchain they're settled boom uh, well said way better than me yeah i think so tom wants to pay dick he first pays harry and then harry slides the money to dick under the table and during a poker game lightning network boom boom <laughs> All right, well, we got the Justice League up in here. You even came through at the at the tail end interview. Yeah, I came through like if it were an actual Justice League show, I was the hero that was like being held down at another site and then oh. finally broke free and was like, "Bam, I'm here, bitches. Let's be, let's beat this big monster's ass. It's fucking Justice League time." Bam. You came in you came in like Wonder Woman and Superman versus Batman. <laughs> that wonder woman music is stuck in my head dude i can't get it out of my head um my wife wants to see that movie so i'm probably gonna have to be dragged to see that man i kind of want to see it that chick that plays wonder that that highly established and esteemed woman that plays wonder woman i say chick too much i got called out on that the other day i was like what you can't say chick anymore god News to me. Can't say anything anymore. And I was like, yeah, you know that chick? And they were like, whoa, bro. You can't just call women chicks nowadays. And I was like, what? Well, <laughs> anyways, the, the woman uh, that plays Wonder Woman is attractive. And a very, I mean that in the most business professional sense. Well, you can look her up on your play computer, sir. <laughs> Will do. All right. So we should get into that interview slash roundtable that went down. Uh, should we yeah. just stop faking the funk? Yeah. Mackie and Valerian from Pop Chess join us too. Okay. Well, here it is, guys. Here it is. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know me. Me and Corey were, were the hosts of the show. Um, that's just about it. If you're listening to the show, you know us. So I'm passing the mic. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, I, uh, I'm Stephen Mackey. You already know who I am. I'm, I'm on here a lot. I'm Brown. And I'm going to hang out. Roast Beef, you want to go next? Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, Roast Beef, or Laulu Ofugoku. And uh, I've been working on Bitcoin for like two years now. Uh, I work on projects like BTCD and also Lightning. And I work with uh, you know Joseph Taj and Elizabeth on our Lightning implementation. And last but not least, we have Valerian. Go ahead. Yes, I'm Valerian Bennett, founder and CEO of Pop Chest. We are a community-supported video platform. Uh, watch all the videos that you love. No commercials, uh, no subscriptions, and we are powered by blockchain technology. So micropayments, smart contracts, anything you want, we got it. Right. Valerian like with the immediate super plug. I like it. I like that. I like that. I just, I just say, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Valerian went all in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess the majority, we started this by getting, trying to get roast beef. That's his Twitter, his Twitter handle on to talk about the lighting network. Um, it's current implementation, recent demos that he's done, um, where it could break, what its limitations are, Things like that, but outside of that, we can we can talk about whatever we want. It, there's there's no limits here. So if y'all want to start with something, 
what can just make it natural and bleed into whatever bleed well, into I, night we're never. I, I, th- I think I think I know a good way to like segue and like begin this conversation. Um, I guess for um, roast beef, like yeah. what uh, as far as like lightning, you know, like kind of what's the current status of that? Like what's what's some like general like benchmarks that are currently out there? What are you guys working towards? Just like a general like high level view of like what's going down with lightning. Okay. Yeah. So, like, what's going down? You know, there's like several teams working on, working on Lightning currently. There's like Rusty and Christian Decker at Blockstream. There's us. You know, me, Joseph, and Taz at uh, Lightning Labs. Uh, there's some guys in France working with this like Scala implementation, and there's also a match of blockchain info. And I guess recently we've been starting to start to like standardize more in terms of um, getting like a initial specification out there. There's been like more activity on the mailing list. Um, you know, current topics on the mailing list include uh, like outsourcing, where basically someone watches the blockchain, you know, on your behalf. And you know, trying to like design that to be you know as privacy preserving as possible, so the outsourcer doesn't really learn you know all your details about your transactions and such. I'm also working currently with Christian Decker on the onion writing format, meaning that you know within Lightning, payments aren't just like sent to a destination because that would let people sense them pretty easily. So instead, we're using like an onion writing format where I wrap you know a route in layers of encryption and I pass along the way. So each person within the route only learns basically the previous and the next destination, and they don't learn uh, you know the source or the ultimate destination. And there's like some uh, cool cryptography there, uh, you know, in terms of making it fully indistinguishable and making sure everything is like a uh, fixed size, so you can't correlate uh, different messages. And that's kind of what we're doing on the specification realm. We'll, we'll probably have you know initial like V1 out pretty soon. Uh, we're, cur- we're currently calling them Bolts, or I guess Rusty named the name, which is um, Bases of Lightning Technology. And you know those are, those are on GitHub, and it's also uh, on the mailing list and stuff. And then I guess more so with uh, what we're working on in our implementation. Uh, you know, our implementation is written in Go, and we use some of the BTC suite libraries, and uh, that's basically like a set of libraries created by uh, Company Zero, uh, built to make BTCD, and we use them also. They're pretty good uh, set of libraries, you know, good documentation, good testing, easy to read and such. And, uh, you know, where our implementation is currently is, um, you know, you can open and close channels, you can do uh, single hop payments pretty quickly. We're working on next is kind of like uh, you know formalizing some some of the like uh, upper like routing layers and some of the um, intricacies in terms of multi-hop payments itself. But um, uh, I recently gave a talk at uh, SF Bitcoin Devs in uh, San Francisco, and then uh, during that talk, I kind of like talked about some more like lower level details about exactly what we're doing in terms of like exactly how the commitment update scheme works and um, something I'm calling the Lightning Commitment Protocol, which kind of like the link layer protocol between two nodes lets you update um, you know between node, two nodes very very quickly. And initially, I, I did a de- I did a demo at the uh, at the uh, at the talk, but yeah, then uh, yeah, was it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't really caught on the um, on the recording, so I ended up like re-recording it. And you know, when I re-recorded, I fixed a bunch of bugs, so like it was much better. <laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, like always, right? And then in the end, uh, like I basically like well during the talk, I had basically you know two nodes on my my, on my laptop, so it was over the loopback, so there was basically no latency. But then in the actual demo that I re-recorded, uh, I had like you know two nodes on like DigitalOcean, one was in New York, other was in SF, and that kind of like, basically just like like a full blast test, and uh, I got like to like run like a thousand uh, you know HTLCs a second, which is like, oh, nice. which is not nice. bad for now. And yeah, yeah that's like, well, better than capability. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot better than seven. Uh, so like, yeah. there's we were I would like to try and keep this conversation as high level as possible. As much exactly. as I love the nitty gritty details, I don't know if exactly. the majority of our listeners can catch on to the vast okay. amount of acronyms and such that that maintain. But I would I if for those who do care about those the the real details and why this stuff works and what's really going on, watch that video. It's a great introduction. And if you want more, there's 
plenty on the internet. It's in the show notes. Yeah, we, we'll yeah, we, should show probably, notes. yeah we should put that in the, the show notes. The video. Definitely oh, yeah. put that in the show yeah, notes. YouTube now. And the and, slides are also up there. But what, what yeah. I, I guess... What I want this show, at least in terms of the Lightning Network segment segmentation, to to put out there is to deal with a lot of the bullshit you hear, the, the <laughs> drastic conspiracy yes. theories on Lightning Net, what the Lightning Network is, who's pushing it, and why it's all yeah. evil, and this type yeah. of stuff, and really get into why this is a a a layered technology on top of Bitcoin Protocol, and why it, it allows us to scale almost immediately into a, 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 a world network level payment system or something you know along the lines of what and, this can be definitely yeah and before we get into the uh the conspiracy theories <laughs> help me understand because i think a lot of people when they say lightning network yeah they say it like it's one thing which i think is really dow versus dows yeah it's a network yeah. surprise <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think okay well um so i think you know it's useful to think of it in terms of layers where maybe there's like three or four layers working on even though people say like layer two where you can imagine like the first layer is bitcoin itself right and you know we have the, the uh channels and they're anchored within bitcoin you know they're backed by real bitcoin some people say it's like oh they're not real bitcoin no it's like it's bitcoin that's the, that's the base layer then the second layer is basically the payment channels the bi-directional payment channels so like your link layer protocol within the internet and then we have a layer on top of that, which is essentially like routing and some of the um, some of the underwriting itself and the communication within the peer-to-peer -peer network. All right, and so I guess um, at a really really high level, uh, Andreas has often called this the um, a, a proof of stake system that sits on top of Bitcoin. Which which if if the Lightning Network gets implemented, we end up with a hybrid type system. And although this isn't necessarily what you set out to call it or how you wanted to frame it, it has aspects of being proof of stake. Can you can you can you elaborate on that? Uh yeah. So like, proof of stake not so much in the like consensus aspect because you know we're still using uh you know Bitcoin mining for consensus itself. Maybe proof of stake more so in that you have like you know a bunch of nodes in the network. Which have uh, funds, um, you know, in a joint account between them. I think that's where the analogy kind of is most um, apt. Where in proof of stake, you basically have validators, and validators put up bonds, right? And you know, maybe they lose their bond if they vote incorrectly, or um, you know, if they try to like rewrite the chain or something like that. In this, you have a similar binding system, and you we basically you uh, set up a series of smart contracts such that you will lose your bond if you try to violate the contract. Meaning, if you try to like cheat me in any in any way, basically, I take your money because that's part of the contract. So I guess like the analogy is that there's basically like you know money escrowed in a you know a smart contract, and the smart contract can then basically release it to the proper participant according to the rules. And when you present your proof to the smart contract itself, and, and the blockchain is essentially like the judge who mediates the contract. So that you have your arbitration through the Bitcoin blockchain, and then does this the 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 number of transactions that a single node can do scale with the amount escrowed into the smart contract? Um, well... It uh, with the number of parties, does it not? Yeah, so like, you know, it can essentially scale linearly as the number of nodes in the network increases. Like, when I talked like a thousand a second earlier, like, you know, that was with one node in one direction and completely, yeah. you know, un unoptimized at this point. And, you know, it can do much more. But um, the... I guess the answer is kind of like yes in a way where you have to commit up funds up front. So, you know, if I have like one Bitcoin in there and I push it all to the, other, to the other side, that's exhausted until I can get, you know, one Bitcoin back in this way. And you may, that may be, you know, limiting in like a strictly point to point manner. But if we have a network and everyone's kind of like routing money back and forth, then you can imagine that maybe it gets rebalanced easily and I take a small fee out of that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I have, uh, I'm able to send my money quickly when I, when I want to. 
So in, in that scenario that you just saw, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just saw the picture of the smoke. <laughs> so in the, uh, Don't judge me, Valerian. Don't judge me. <laughs> in the scenario that you just outlined, yeah. um, does that mean that you envision uh, everyone at the very least either having the same kind of wallet or at least some sort of compatible wallet for that system to work? And if wallets aren't compatible, how does that system work? Yeah, that's a good question. So I guess like Lightning starts to extend wallets into kind of a newer peer-to-peer -peer network where like, you know, you can have any wallet you want to, but the wallet needs to know how to communicate with the peer to the, with the, you know, the network itself. And basically the unifying point of this is what we're working on in terms of specification, where, you know, we'll have a series of specifications in terms of like, you know, what the messages look like, exactly like how you should update your state in response to a certain message. And once we get that out there, basically anyone can implement Lightning. You know, any company, any uh, you know wallet provider, and we'll have basically like a you know pretty diverse network. I'm imagining in the uh, in the future, just because it's you know it's pretty de decoupled from the development of other like cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin itself, because we can kind of like move at our own pace, and uh, you know uh, it's not consensus critical, right? We can move a little bit faster in, in certain respects, and um, you know maybe um, uh, you know move faster as a, as a result. So I've I've recently sorry, can I go ahead? No, go ahead. Yeah, I've recently read or talked about an article that I read that kind of makes the analogy that um, we have this infrastructure inversion of we're tokenizing protocols, and what and mm. what we're kind of doing is each person's building DApps or applications on on the Bitcoin and Ethereum network. You're building a protocol that you want everyone to use, and then the speculation yeah. comes when people buy those tokens and move it around, so on and so forth, and what this lightning network is although i don't necessarily see a tokenization of it is the special or the, the the specification that you just detailed is something you hope everyone uses although there may be other implementations is that yeah. okay yeah and yeah so, that's correct and you can say like you know the token is bitcoin itself right yeah. and you know as we get more people within the network itself it becomes more valuable we have more liquidity uh you know there's more people in the network um you know network effects and so forth and then you end up hoping that other people follow your specifications so you can use essentially whatever, I guess, implementation of the Lightning Network that's built in whatever language you want and just tap in at some API level with your own wallet. Yeah, and then also, you know, at a higher level, what Lightning can do with Bitcoin itself as well, you know, you, you have exchanges like Poloniex and Shapeshift and such, right? And people are basically, you know, crossing between other uh, cryptocurrencies or altcoins, right? Um, you know, pr pr primarily right now, people use Bitcoin. You, you know, maybe you have, you have Bitcoin, you get Ethereum, or you're getting, uh, you know, Steemit or whatever currency. Lightning can take that, you know, at a higher level, where Bitcoin basically becomes like the backbone network, and then you can like wrap through other currencies, you know, using Bitcoin. So I have like Dogecoin on one side and Litecoin on the other side, and we're trading. We're actually going through Bitcoin, and so, we may not even know it explicitly. So in essence, you, you imagine a wallet system where I can have one token and instantly like move that value over to say like say I have Dogecoin in my wallet and I can move it over to the Bitcoin network as a token like instantly yeah. in my wallet. Exactly. So you know, Lightning can can connect different blockchains in itself and allow you to transfer amongst those blockchains. You know, basically instantly in like a few seconds at, at the worst case, and also very securely. Uh, you have all the security guarantees of uh, Lightning and then the underlying blockchain that you're building on top of. And, and are there any like limitations as far as like? Um, other other blockchains that would like to eventually like um, communicate with the Lightning Network? Like, is there a certain like system or that needs to be in place in order for it to be compatible? Like, uh, yeah. So, like the the main compatibility layer is kind of in the smart contract system of the uh, you know of the blockchains, where we basically require like one or two things. One thing is we need to know like the same hash function because um, you know the way it works is like I have like a random number and I hash it and I reveal the random number and basically everyone can verify that. 
if we have the same hash function, we can basically do this chain yeah. thing. And then also you need some sort of notion of like time locks where you say, uh, you know, I can't spend this Bitcoin until, or you know, whatever coin you have until like either some block or some actual like absolute time within the future. So, so they're going to need something like CSV or, or check lock time verify in order exactly. to get yeah. the standard yeah. that you guys are building. Yeah, and you know, there's, there's a Bitcoin version of that, but another coin, if you have something that can like tell time to a degree, then you can actually uh, you know be compatible with the system in the end. Awesome. And how does that, um, the way that you describe the uh, the cross-chain uh, movement, how does that compare to uh, Bitcoin sidechains that have been talked about for a while? Okay. Um, they're they're similar in a way. Well, you know, with Bitcoin sidechains, um, you know, one way you can do it is you like send to a you know a certain address, right? And maybe what we're doing this in, in, in the federated sense. And then like there's a federation, and the federation can then you know um, actually credit your um, your uh, coin on the other side. Or you can do it in the trellis manner, where you actually send to an address, a certain address, but then on the other sidechain you present a proof that you actually you know lock up those coins and you get your um, your coin on the other side. But you know, with that process, it's it's a little bit slower than Lightning because there is kind of like a withdrawal period where you maybe you know wait you know a certain amount of time for someone to say, oh, you know, he actually didn't send the money on you know chain one to chain two, and then someone else can basically a fraud proof to say that that happened. And you know, uh, independent of that, you can also do something called atomic swaps, where basically you make maybe one or two on-chain transactions on another chain, you basically swap the coins, uh, you know, trustlessly between two participants. Well, like Lightning is basically a series of atomic swaps, but completely off-chain. So we only make one transaction on-chain to get onto you know the network itself, and then once we're on the network, we can basically do as many transactions as we want back and forth. Got it. So to hop off like sort of like the technical aspect for a moment yeah. and like hop on to the idea of like other ways we can use this. We know we can use this in a wallet. We know we can like, let's, let's talk about like alternative use cases. Like for instance, like Valerian, like what you all are like hoping to do like at Pop Chest. Are you guys looking to implement some um, like payment channels or, or anything along of that nature in order to do what you all are doing? Uh, ultimately, yeah. I mean, the first and foremost, we're just so focused on, on trying to get the user experience down in terms of what people want to do, what they're able to do, what you know they're capable of doing when it comes to, to micropayments. And a big part of that, of course, is the technical part of it, but an even bigger part, at least initially, is really just the, um, uh, the user experience part of it. It's like getting people to do something that they're kind of quite not um, doing normally. But yeah. at the same time, there's like a demand for it. Um, so we've been focused on that. But assuming that goes well, uh, at some point, we, what we want to do is to be able to bring the nominal cost down. So right now, we're basically a, a pay-per-view system. But if we ever want to do streaming, if we ever want to do or live streaming, if we ever want to do uh, music, or if we ever want to do anything like that, we have to be able to bring that cost down to where it's like, you know, pennies per minute per second, sub-pennies per second. And then that's the point where things like micropayment accounts and the Lightning Networks would have to be in place for us to be able to do that unless we just do everything uh, off-chain, which can only last for so long. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, not, not very scalable. And like, ultimately, if everyone else is reducing their cost substantially via like a standard like Lightning Network, then the only way to remain competitive in that particular space would be to adopt the same technology. Yeah, so exactly. and, uh, yeah. Point you have and I think you brought up a great point also about like the you know the user experience. That, like I mean I'm doing a lot of work on like the more the low level technical side, but you know 
And being a new technology, we'll need to present this to users in, in a novel way, the one that they actually understand. You know? That's yours. That's weird how we transition into yours. <laughs> that's excellent. I have no idea how yeah, that happened. Happen. <laughs> uh, so we, well, since we're on the subject, anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. I was literally walking out the uh, door a little while ago, and sitting out front in front of Boost was uh, Ryan X. Charles. There yeah, you go. Ryan, Ryan's, Ryan's a man. He's a traveling oh, man. He's all over the place. Love Ryan. Great guy. Um, but yeah, yours. So like, I guess what we're looking to do with the use case, um, you know, when I approached Ryan and he told me that he was like, hey man, I'm going I'm to be working on this Lightning Network spec and implementing seg SegWit into this project that I was um, thinking about doing for like content and like, you know, trying to build out this sort of Reddit-like platform and I was all about it and hopped on board, went to Launch Festival, you know, now the project is where it stands now. And, you know, what, what we realized was, you know, with this technology, with Bitcoin, every use case thus far, like, for instance, like, um, like change tip and their tip worthy service, all those sorts of things is great because, yeah, we have this technology that allows for seamless payments back to back to, back to different individuals. But we don't really have an incentive aside from like general altruism that would like force someone to want to do that, right? Like no, nothing is like begging me to go pull money out of my pocket or take Bitcoin out of my wallet and just give it away. Like your, your content better be really damn good. <laughs> so the, 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 point of, the point of yours was to combine like gamification, great UX, marketing, and this very, very like, you know, like low level, very, very like high performance technology, for instance, like Lightning, and find a use case that would like empower the technology to get adopted more quickly. And so that's what we ended up with was yours. So, you know, yours as it stands currently, I don't know how you all guys, you all are familiar with the project, um, but basically it's a social network somewhat akin to, I would say like Reddit. And at the same time, similar to the discovery process of something like product hunt. So essentially what you do is you submit links and threads and content onto the site. And from there, the users have the capability to endorse with our implementation of the Lightning Network, which we call the Your Smart Contract Oracle. Um, and the Your Payment Channel system allows us to let you micro-endorse content, very, very tiny amounts, like one, two penny and up, right? And the incentive there is we can give the uh, creator or curator of that content the bulk of that payment Albay, whether how no matter how small it is or how large it is, but also we can build in additional incentives. Um, so essentially, we can reward the people that reward others. So with payment channels, what we do is we can act, we we can take a large portion of all the endorsements that come into the system, and then we can reward those to the creator curator, and then pool a certain percentage of that. Whereas yours takes a percentage of that, and then the other amount is then distributed to all the other different individuals that come behind it to endorse that content. So as the content grows in virility and more additional users are coming behind there to endorse that content, uh, the value of that post increases. And when, you know, that payment channel, uh, or excuse me, that post is finished and that payment channel is closed, right, everyone is paid out and distributed the proportionate amount of funds, depending upon how we have the algorithm set up. So, so the plan is to make it so not only can you spend a tiny amount that's, you know, you can forget about, you can forget about one or two pennies, right? Um, but at the same time, you have the capability to make a return. You can give back to a creator so they can continue to create, right? So it basically creates this, like, what I like to call the content monetization lifecycle, right? Like, I bring money into yours. I put it into this network. I give it to others. 
I make money in return, right? In turn, we get more great content. More money will come into the platform for users to pay out others, right? And users have complete control of their funds at any time. They hold all their private keys. They decide they want to take their funds out and dip. They can go. There's no 104-week waiting plan. There's no 40% later. Like, you can save on your car insurance. Like, it's nothing. There's nothing crazy. There's nothing. It's, 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 it's just straightforward. Make money. Go spend it. Call it a day. Utilize okay. it. And utilize I've got a it. question to that. I actually have to bounce to uh, our Boost VC family hour, so I'm going to uh, leave it with a question for you, uh, Stephen, and that is, so, how is this different from Steemit? And I'm just going to let you go off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> oh. I, can answer, I can answer that question very easily. You didn't actually throw me a curveball. Um, which I know is what you were trying to do. Um, but, yeah, so essentially what Steemit is, right, is so Steemit is, Steemit is trying to be, like, a platform for, like, content creation and, cur and curation, right? More so at this point, it seems to be curation and people writing very interesting thought pieces. Um, but essentially the way, you know, Steemit works is you post, post some content there, you either have some Steam or some Steam power or some rep in the space and have X amount of followers on the site, post something good, people come collude behind you and, like, basically pay and you'll make money. The way yours works is you take any piece of content from anywhere on the web that you like or you love or you discover, right? Post it onto the site. And then individuals, if they see your content is worthy of a tip, then they you endorse the tip and then you move further and further up along in the ranking, similar to like upvotes, right? Making it to the front page. And then, you know, as you continually get endorsements, it maintains your posts, you know, at the top of the page. And then users who endorse into those posts but then get a portion specific of that, like that payout. So it utilizes all Bitcoin. There is, you completely hold your private keys at all times. There is no waiting period. There is, it runs on Bitcoin and JavaScript completely in your browser. Um, and let's see, what was another like key differentiator here? Um, you don't have to go through an exchange to get your money out. Yeah, speculation of another coin. Yeah, that's using, the best part. You're well, using you just dump the, your private the storage of value as the, to, as the as the transfer medium. Exactly. The, yeah, the the medium of transfer is is you know the best token of value. And so like and you know you also benefit from like you can you can dump your private keys at any time and put it into your own like personal like desktop wallet. And you know the, as far as like signing in and signing out goes, like one of our current plans is to utilize something like Blockstack, where it's like a decentralized like identity. Um, or like, you know, one name, excuse me. Uh, um, and, you know, you can sign into the platform. You can maintain any a level of anonymity that you want, right? Like you can make whatever username that you want. It'll log you into yours. You get your, you get your wallet and your private key. You, we only know who you are depending on what you post to the platform, right? Mm -hmm. So just, just, get in, just get on there, post your thoughts, your ideas, like everything. And, you know, making a case for capability to like make money. And one of the things that Steemit tries to do, they're trying to be like this all-in-one platform, currency, blockchain, rewards, app ecosystem, every, which is, you know, cool. That's, that's great. And, you know, will they find success in it? I mean, obviously they have in some way, shape, or form now. But, but for us, it was more so a, a point of like building long-term long sustainability in the space creating open source tool sets that other developers can use in order to create other things, not just yours, right? Uh, you know, spin it off and create your own thing or your own monetization, um, you know, medium platform like 
like pop chess, for instance, that Valerian is working on, right? We want people to be able to take this tech and to be able to reduce costs, essentially like what um, Roast Beef is doing, you know, create a standard for people to be able to empower um, others on the web with money and then letting it be seamless. So one of the things that Ryan really focuses on is, you know, building the infrastructure that empowers freedom. All right. So I, I have, so, a, I guess, a, a potential snag that I think a lot of people worry about. And that is yeah. if like, so microtransactions allow you to, to send small, small, small amounts of Bitcoin across the channel without having to worry about the, you know, the, the standard fee of doing a block, a, a, a Bitcoin yeah. transaction. Right. So mm-hmm. what incentivizes people to become a node and use the Lightning Network? How do people uh, why, why would people use it other than doing is there so Bitcoin is secured because there's an incentivization of mine. It's, yeah. you, you can be greedy, and we trust that people will be greedy. Yeah. What is, how does the Lightning Network implement something like this um, requirement for greediness to maintain a network effect? Yeah, so you know, similarly with the, with the Lightning Network, you get, uh, you know, every time you forward a payment, meaning that basically like, you know, you have like, you're connected to uh, Alice and you're Bob and she wants to send to, uh, to, to Charles, uh, you take a small fee essentially whenever you forward a payment. And you know, we'll, we expect that fee to be very, very low initially just because, uh, you know, maybe it'll be zero at first, but then, you know, as things get a little more competitive, people will start to like, uh, you know, add fees and lower them. And, you know, with that fee, you can basically look at it as maybe maybe like a low interest, like Bitcoin savings account in a sense where, you know, you put a little bit of money on the, on the internet, you know, maybe not too much, but, you know, we can do things like cold storage and other like, uh, you know, hot, warm uh, rotations to help out with that. But if you have that little, little bit of money, you know, in your node, or maybe it's a lot of money, you can then earn a percentage of, of the all the payments that you forward. So with that, you can basically have an internet connection, have a Bitcoin, have some Bitcoin and have a computer, plug it in, you know, download the software and you can make money passively. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that's the core plan of yours is to be the largest and most used node on the yours network. Okay, so right. so that's I that's that was my next question is that Ryan X Charles and, and the Yours Network and you guys have you've you've imp- created your own implementation of the Lightning Network, and mm-hmm. are you hoping that that's going to essentially just tap in to what Roast Beef is creating? Yes, exactly. So that's so that's the point is to like basically create it to be like standardized to be forward compatible with things in the future. Beautiful. So so that's that, that's so that's why they're building from the Lightning like specification to ensure that, for instance, like when um, Roast Beef was talking about like, you know, what do you need to be compatible? You need to have like some sort of like version of CLTV and you need to have like the uh, congruent hashing system so that they're, they're compatible. Like we're building that into it now so that we can communicate with other nodes and stuff on the network that are similar. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think it's it's awesome to talk about all the cool shit that we can do with this type of this this type of innovation. But where are there are there hangups? You have to know the limitations of what your technology can do. And mm-hmm. otherwise, you, you just you talk about all the cool shit you can do and you may overstep your boundaries or or go a little too far. What how far can light, Lightning Network take us or where are the pain points that you may you, you may feel? Lightning is going to make America great again. It's going to cure the solve world hunger. We can't trump this away, man. We have to talk about like the, the, where where future, future innovation can go from the Lightning Network, or what yeah. can we build on top of it, or how can we fix things yeah. later on down the line? Yeah. So there, you know, there are pain points, uh, you know, in the technology itself, but then also, uh, you know, the presentation to the user. 
uh, you know, this being like a pretty new technology, there's, I think there's going to be, you know, some difficulty or some challenges in terms of pre presenting to the user in a way, you know, that they understand and they understand basically, you know, the actions that, that they can take, the security, um, you know, the security argument of the system itself, basically uh, how they can transact securely. And, you know, another aspect which may be, you know, foreign to users, we'll see how this actually plays out, is the, the time locking aspect, right? So, uh, you know, what can happen in the network itself is if you're connected to a node, and that node, you know, goes offline or like, you know, tries to do something nasty, you know, you get your money back, but you may need to wait like a day or two or, you know, or like maybe up to a week. And that's going to be new for, you know, end users actually, you know, interacting with the software where they're used to, um, you know, getting their money maybe in like three days with the regular banking system or like, you know, in like 10 minutes or so with, um, uh, with uh, you know, with Bitcoin. With if, on top of Lightning, whenever there's kind of this kind of like failure of some sort, they may need to wait, you know, maybe you know a week or something like that, and you can scale up that parameter to give them more time to actually, uh, you know, react. But like like I was talking about before, you can have basically something we're calling like a watcher or like a like an outsourcer kind of help you out with that. Where you know, let's say I'm on vacation, you know, I'm in like South America or something like that, so I don't have access to my computer and I'm moving or something like that. Instead, uh, I can have this like outsourcer, and the outsourcer can claim the funds on my behalf and give me the money in, in a timely manner. And so like, th th that's like, you know, one uh, kind of, uh, you know, challenge that we'll have is basically the, the user experience angle. How do we educate the users on Lightning itself? How do we make sure that everything looks seamless? And, uh, you know, and I think that's going to be, you know, a very important part of it. And something that I think Bitcoin has kind of like struggled in, uh, you know, historically, basically like, you know, there are a bunch of guys who are all working on this technology, like we're, you know, hardcore like crypto people or whatever. We don't have as many like designers and, you know, UX engineers actually in the space to make things like look, you know, work well. Like, you know, some popular wallets like Electrum, like really, you know, it's they're kind of like like uh, you know like rudimentary in terms of, in terms of like the UI and basically like walking users through the steps. Another thing is that you know it being security software, you need to be you know communicate very clearly to the to the user like what they need to do. Like you know this is your seed, write it down or you know things along that matter. I got a question for you both. If I'm going to use uh, yours or if I'm going to understand the Lightning Network. One must, will I, do I need a basic understanding of Bitcoin before I can take advantage of both? Well, for, well, uh, well, for yours, uh, that's, 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 that's what we're looking to solve with the actual network itself, right? Um, which is to basically create like a user experience that is like straightforward. Um, you know, one, one of the challenges that we had was like for like that was roast beef was alluding to was the problem of like someone needing to be online to open and close channels and things of that nature, right? Um, so it's a matter of like, oh, so, you know, this, this post wants to end, it's accumulated enough funds, like someone needs to come online and say, hey, close this post, close this channel so that all the transactions, you know, be propagated and be complete on the actual Bitcoin network. Um, that's something that we're looking to solve elegantly um, via like our system. And I, we think like posting things online and sort of binding this together where people are like normally... You know, when you get on Reddit, you go through there, like you're on there, you see your posts, you see your messages, you do all that stuff or whatever, right? Like you go, like you sign out. Like, you know, go on yours, you get on there, you do your posts, you do your surfing, you finish up with your, you know, your thread or whatever, you close your channel and you're done, right? So it's, so it's like trying to find the best use cases where we can slowly um, get people familiarized with Bitcoin, but still not really have them realize they're using it, except when they want to bring value into the network. Yeah. And I guess, you know, with Lightning, if you want to, like, understand some of the mechanics, I guess, like, you can kind of treat Bitcoin itself like a, as a black box where, you know, there's a network and the sort of miners, and the miners basically have these transactions in their mempool, which are, you know, unconfirmed. And what the miners do is they provide basically an ordering on the transactions so you know, you know, which event happened first. 
And uh, you know what lightning does is when an event happens, there's kind of uh, like a contestation period where you need to wait a certain amount of time in order to make sure that someone took a an action that was actually permitted. And if someone took an invalid action, something that violated the contract, then the blockchain basically acts as a judge and you know you know is basically perfectly truthful because it's an execution of a program and then gives you know the uh, the proper uh, you know uh, party their their money back. Itself. Unless you're the DAO. To speak on Cello's uh, question as well, I mean, we're all Bitcoin enthusiasts. We're all blockchain developers. We're all the people in the weeds talking about what's going on currently when the UX and UI isn't that good. We have to know all about all this stuff in order to use the the, the technology. But in the future, that's not the plan, right? The plan is to create technology that... Yeah people can use without having to know what they're doing. We're just providing new use cases that allow the world to communicate in new and interesting ways and transact money and, and really efficiently and safely and so on and so forth. All of the ideals of cryptocurrency. But yeah. on the underlayer is the shit that y'all are working on, y'all are creating. Yeah. So yeah. at the end, you're just providing a new, really awesome user experience. They don't need to know how it works. They just need to know, make sure that it does work all the time. Exactly. Yeah, and like, you know, similar situation when like new technologies are first coming up, like, you know, your first email client or your first browser, you know, they're, they're pretty rudimentary at the time. And maybe, you know, in order to like actually work through it, you had to have some lower level knowledge to know, oh, the page isn't loading. Maybe I need to check my headers or something like that. But later on, you know, you basically just downloaded it. Oh, like, you know, download Chrome, you know, double clicks it and everything keeps working. And, you know, hopefully we get to that point where it's just like, you know, download app on your phone. And then, you know, you're on the way and everything, everything keeps going uh, going forward. But uh, you know, I think to get there, uh, you know, we need to you know work at, uh, you know on the level ourselves as engineers to basically you know get more education out there to get more developers working on this thing. So we have you know newer minds that can maybe you know uh, present something in a novel way that no one else thought about before. Possibly even explain something in a novel way that can reach um, you know a greater degree of uh, new new developers because uh, they kind of like hit some little switch that allow them to get the idea more clearly. Wait, but that brings me to my next topic perfectly which is diversity and inclusion um, because it's important it's important to have diversity in the space when i say diversity in the space i don't just mean lots more black people i mean i yeah, mean white cory yeah, yeah. yeah Corey, being white um, <laughs> the man the man is um, watching y'all's conversation <laughs> um uh, but what what I mean by like diversity is I mean like just individuals from like all different types of backgrounds and like uh, upbringings um, and just like you know all, obviously all parts of the world you know they're developers all over the world but it's a matter of just like let's let's give people reasons to like want to explore this technology and get excited about it in the same ways that we were so that we can have more additional like I guess brain power in the space. Uh, so to speak, um, to basically chug this project along because I, it, it's funny that people talk about the Bitcoin project or the experiment as like a development project on crack. Mm -hmm. right? So if we can get everyone addicted to crack, then <laughs> we can, <laughs> and the crack being Bitcoin, then you know we can we can basically like excite more people to want to create novel ideas. Well, and, see, exactly. And, yeah, what you're saying but, is that so like everyone grows up with a unique set of experiences experiences and, and then from those experiences they gain unique like specialties 
And that provides a lens to how they see how they see the world. And through that lens, they ask questions about why things work, how things work, and what can happen. And can right now, we have an overabundance of engineers and developers and low-level people who really like computers and so on and so forth. But until we provide those use cases that allow people to experience this technology at a surface level, they can't ask the questions relevant to their own specialties outside of knowing how all this shit works. And yeah. Yeah. Can, can, I, can, I give you, can I give you an example of, I, I guess, how, how, what I mean by how diversity can help, like when it comes to like engineering and like product development and things of that nature? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A good example would be, I'm a, I'm a, a, a a VC, normal VC of Caucasian descent in the Silicon Valley, and I, I, I gather a group of engineers to base to build a platform for, say, monetizing content. And say, I like, I'm like, I'm going to spec this out, like how I want it to be built. Right? It's got to be this. It's got to be able to handle this number of users, this amount of payments, this yada yada yada. Right? And everyone's like, oh, they're not in agreement. So like, yes, yes, that's 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 what we're gonna make. This is what we want to. This is what we want to do. Right? And then along the lines, right, like they, they get to uh, go get to launch and they get complaints of like, oh, hey, like this is great, but like, you know, the cost or the barrier to entry in order to like pay and make these payments isn't low enough. I'm from like this third world country where I don't really get that much money, but I love your site and your content and it doesn't, it's, it's not it's not inclusive for me to want to join this network to be with you guys because you guys didn't think about me ahead of time. Now, say we had take, taken like, a, like an engineer or something like that from like a very like, you know, um, like a slum somewhere in like the, like Asia somewhere in like India, some of that nature, right? And they're here in the Silicon Valley, right? Their their idea of like they know where they come from, right? They know that they they want to bring their own personal network into this network. So what do I need to do to, to lower the barriers to a standard where I can bring them in too? So if I'm part of if I'm if I'm that fellow and I'm part of that that group and everyone's saying we can do this and that, I'm going to include in there. I'm going to say hey. But you know what about uh, my friends and family? They wouldn't be able to afford like a dollar or two dollars or something like that. What if we work on a way to lower that down to like maybe like ten or fifteen, twenty cents, so we can bring in these individuals, right? So that's just a tiny example of what I'm saying with like different bringings and stuff, bring different types of value to projects. And the more diversity that you have in a project and the different perspectives that you have, ultimately the more successful and more globalized your product can be at the end of the day. Definitely. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, when you have, you know, a bunch of like, like-minded people, possibly, they kind of may approach the problem from the same direction. And maybe, you know, they only have the certain set of considerations. While if you have, you know, a more diverse set of people working on that particular technology, they can say, hey, you know, what about this? What about that? Or maybe have some new creative solution or new use case that you didn't think of before because you hadn't had that particular experience. Yep, exactly, and 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 it's by bring being more inclusive and being more diverse in the Bitcoin space where we accelerate this project even faster than it already is. Yeah, and then Stephen, is there something going on at like MIT? Uh, is it this month or next well, month? Yeah, they were yeah they were doing a um I think it's happening towards the end of this month. Uh, it was uh, they're like inclusive for like minorities in Bitcoin and for women in Bitcoin. Um, and basically like who are interested in like who are currently in college or going to be in college and they're like interested in getting into Bitcoin development, getting in the industry, seeing how to get their feet wet. Like it's funny, someone someone messaged me who's actually a fan of Little Booterin on Twitter. <laughs> they hit me up and they're like, Hey, I'm doing an internship at Chronicle um this summer and you know, I'm like trying to get more familiarized the Bitcoin space and how I can get in it and I was like and I'm you know, at the moment I'm trying to plan a time to meet with him this week to sort of tell him how to 
Vanessa's way into the space and like sort of get familiarized and like you know become a part of the industry and you know I think that uh, I think that kind of, I think that kind of I think that kind of action is great and it speaks to people are, are excited to get into the space but you know if we could reach out to them and like bring them up with us we can make it happen soon definitely yeah what happened to our uh, MIT invite I don't know I don't know I don't I have no idea what what went on with that uh, I think it was Brian Ford who was sort of heading that up I think they might have just like sort of changed the scope of what they were trying to do with the project because I'm white um, <laughs> it's because you're ginger let's be real yeah, well, that's a minority right that's, does that count you're a minority minority <laughs> well right on that, I, I like I like the way that ended up I think that because of the, a lot of the ways um, the web has has developed and what it's created it allows us to communicate across the world and then Bitcoin has allowed us to transact across the world. We can start to create these communities that develop things with the worldviews that aren't so narrow and take in a lot of these um, different people's feelings, thoughts, communities into account automatically. And it's a much more inclusive development world. It's, 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 a, it's fun to watch, fun to be a part of. Yeah, I think that word inclusion, it scares people sometimes. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa don't make it too inclusive. <laughs> we don't want it to get we don't want it to have too much fun <laughs> and then there's people they're like whoa 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 diversity mm, you mean affirmative action no that's not what I mean <laughs> that's not what I mean at all um, please like google a word or something <laughs> Marion Webster will help you see the nice lady uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's you know those those sort of reactions like are, are a little bit jarring sometimes but I, I think I think slowly that will fade as like these technologies become more of a global force and like like it's a it's, a, it's an effort for everyone to um, you know make the world more accessible oh, so the shit. More here's D is that Dimitri I'm not just not in here. here oh my god <laughs> a new calendar up here <laughs> <laughs> I hit the start button <laughs> oh, it's great! No, because Valerian left, and then there was an equal amount of races almost. <laughs> oh, it, it got really <laughs> close to equal, out. man. I'm glad you. We you we reached our ethnicity up. cap. Because I'm only like three quarters, oh, you know. Oh, but that's I'm like man. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm in my hotel room. I had to rush home, or back to the room, back to the hotel. Well, you, well, you missed you've missed a lot of great conversation about. Um, we talked. About fried chicken and watermelon. And Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Everything. It was great. The usual. <laughs> the usual combo, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, what, what Mackie, what the, some of what Mackie was saying is, I guess, you know, there's nothing wrong with letting free market competition determine which system dominates, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's assuming lightning works as promised, there's a lot of other competing against each other. Um, and you know it's good. It's it's just going to push people and and make people uh, uh, make stronger products. Mm, 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 that's a good recap. That was good. <laughs> Is that everything? No, uh, that was hell. No. And the fried chicken. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fried chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> Jeff, did you have any specific questions you wanted? You wanted to ask either roast beef or or Mackie? You don't need to ask us anything. You know us. Deep, deep, deep into the roast brief brain, while we have them here before we lose them to the you know the overlords at Blockstream or something like that. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> we're in a company ourselves, like a Lightning Labs. Oh yeah, Oh, nothing real specifically. I just wanted to hop in and listen. 
I didn't know that everyone's gonna be like, holy shit, D's up in here. I was just trying to sneak in on no, the tail. We're gonna let that happen. Come on, you know. How. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty balls deep in it already. We're but we're hitting an yeah, hour pretty, right now, so we'll probably have to wrap. Can we it talk up. about the fact that? Can we talk about the fact that roast beef looks like childish Gambino slash Donald Glover slash? So slash, by the uh, way, on on that point, I uh, I was I was telling my wife about uh, who we're interviewing, and I was like, so if he yeah. ever gets into a movie, I'm pretty sure Donald Glover's gonna play him. <laughs> Yo, we <laughs> much got that, which is great. Yo, that means uh, dope, I guess. Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I would. I think. I think that'd be great because isn't he gonna be in like that Star Wars movie? It's very progressive. You know. He's a, he's I, was, Star Wars? I was. I appreciate watching yeah. like, like the low level Spider-Man. video of of roast beef telling all the specific details of the Lightning Network and then saying like, you know what I'm saying? Like, playing <laughs> 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 uh, like I'm jab. <laughs> it's like I could watch this shit all day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was an interesting talk. It's like, you know, these I, things, they be connecting, you know what I'm saying? And, like, they be talking, and, like, Alice ain't talking to Carol, and, like, Bob's all up in their business. And, like, yo, I, 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 think, I think someone should actually do that. I think that would be fun. <laughs> That'd be so funny. It's a, like, like, rump session at a conference or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We welcome that. We welcome that parody here <laughs> Bitcoin Podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Well... Looks like I caught the tail tail wind. Yeah, we're no, wrapping up. Yeah, no, you, you came in at a good time, I think. I think. Hey, ask ask the ten que- uh, the ten words or less, D. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. uh, in ten words or less, can you describe Bitcoin? Oh, oh, okay. Let's see. Uh... I can see you googling. No, I'm, I'm writing down my words. I'm writing down my words. <laughs> <laughs> What's Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually more difficult than like I feel like it's like it's too much liberty. Ten words? That's a lot of words. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to watch people abstract into like ridiculous idealism. Sidebar. Does anyone else put salt on their watermelon? What? Like, that's gross. gross. My mom, my sister and my dad used to do that and I was like, Why are you doing that? That's terrible. Salt? No, it's it's pretty much the best. It's, it's totally a southern thing. It's a southern thing. I'm from the south. <laughs> I've never, I've never that. seen that. <laughs> oh yeah, take a little salt sprinkling on there. I mean, do you? I mean, do you put cheese in your grits? Can we talk about that? Oh, yes, doesn't. I do. Okay, good. You're right. Thank you. I agree with. I like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the people that put sugar and butter in their grits. They need to be stoned. Oh, butter goes <laughs> in everything. I don't care what it is. It has you butter. totally put butter. I get butter. You put sugar in there. Come on, just eat oatmeal. Just quit playing. That's <laughs> <laughs> oatmeal at that point with sugar, I guess. Wait. I'm we... sure three of our audience members can relate. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to fix that. <laughs> Ten words or less. What do you got? Give it to oh, us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so doing this. I'm, I'm at four words right now. <laughs> he's gonna get back to us next week in the next round table he's like I got it I got it, I got it. Uh, I'm gonna email you uh... come on just like what is what is Bitcoin What what is it to you that more so is the better question I think you answered that in that video that I recorded uh, at the last meetup like yeah yeah what is it to you 
uh, I guess, you know, it's kind of like global decentralized e-cash and, uh, you know, very like empowering technology that can allow people to, you know, gain like full sovereignty of their financial situation. But at the same time, it's kind of acts like a playground for like a lot of cool ideas in photography that people have kind of, you know, toyed around with on a theoretical level, but never actually deployed as a real world system. We're like, we'll likely see a bunch of firsts in Bitcoin, meaning like, you know, the first deployment of actually a vetted cryptographic system. So like yeah, probably in like lightning. That's actually like 157 words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Outside of you that. blowing past your cap on t- on time on number of words, I think uh, that's, you know, that's okay. an interesting he concept. Light, he used a lightning network for the words, so like it just routed it differently, and it just yeah. comes out as ten transactions. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It was one transaction, you know, ten words. <laughs> nice. Well played, because you were at about 67. I was counting. Yeah, you count? Oh, yes, I was. Corey, my my favorite was uh, Vinay. Remember, he was like, uh, you know what? Bitcoin's broken. I'm gonna go ahead and just talk for paragraphs. Yeah, he was like, you can't even do that. I'm not even gonna do that. Like, he was almost upset at me for asking him the question. For the time, it's, it's difficult because then you try to go, you go at a specific angle. Well, that's the point. It's I want to I want to put people in a corner and then say whatever the, they currently feel about the technology, and then it usually it devolves into trying to slowly and slowly abstract into these like how a person feels about the technology at the core and they have to say whatever words come to their mind so it's almost like one of those like uh, uh one of those immediate response things you do in psychology it's 10 words or less oh shit money for the internet <laughs> <laughs> like a rorschach rorschach test yeah what do you see here is that a bitcoin like <laughs> 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 but yeah, touching on what before I guess before we before we cut this off, I think it's it's an important thing to to elaborate on that uh, the playground for cryptography. A lot of the world's first so far in innovations in cryptography that no one has really given a lot of thought to have come to being because they needed to solve a problem that Bitcoin offered. And we're going to continue to see that as the technology grows and we find better and better and way or ways or more clever ways to use cryptography to to maintain a trustless system. Definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, also increasingly more so now, academics are starting to become more involved in Bitcoin. We're like, you know, top conferences are starting to accept the papers. We're starting to have conferences dedicated, you know, strictly to like cryptocurrencies and blockchains. And, uh, you know, it's becoming more, um, you know, more of a notable topic where maybe about like six or five years ago, people were like, Bitcoin? What? Like, why are you looking at that? But now they're like, oh, yeah, Bitcoin. Like, you know, we have this other problem, this, you know, particular area that can be solved with Bitcoin. Or maybe, you know, uh, apply some novel knowledge in a related area and actually combine them together and have some cool, um, you know, scheme that can deploy. And hope you enjoyed that shit. We had a good time. Uh, as we always try to do, we always try to have a good time. So we're going to wrap this up for you guys so you can enjoy your day, your weekend, your vacation, your movie, your whatever you're doing, eating a bowl of cereal, make sure it doesn't get soggy. We're going to wrap this up for you. So here's the deal. Go to Facebook. You'll find us on it. The Bitcoin Podcast on Facebook. Okay. Um, what else? Twitter at the BTC Podcast. Uh, Cello tweets. tweets. Yeah. And that was Cello's Pamiophilia. <laughs> Jeez. Somebody forgot to mute their mic. We're going to keep that in because that was awesome. Um... What else do we have? Uh, let's see. The Bitcoin Podcast blog. We write stuff and we post it there. 
we tried to do some things on Steam. It didn't work out too well. We might do it again. Who knows? You know, who knows? Um, let's see. Uh, Airbits, you know, we haven't plugged them in a while, but Airbits makes good shit, and we were Airbits ambassadors at one point. Uh, I hope we still are. Um, Airbits makes good shit. Shout out to you, Paul Pooey. Uh, MK Lords, holding it down. That's what you say in Houston. Hold it down. Um, what else do we, do we do? Oh yeah, uh, purse.io. Yep. Um, if you go to purse, tell you what, go to the bitcoinpodcast.com, and on the right side, on the margin, you'll see a sticker. It says purse.io. Save some money. It's got some cameras on it. Click on that. Sign up for purse. Start shopping, and then a small percentage of your shopping gets kicked back to us. Free of charge to you, we get some of that. So what's pretty cool, you go on purse, buy yourself some Soylent or some uh, cheese, and you know we'll get a little kickback. Gouda. Buy, some, buy yourself some Gouda, Gouda cheese. Um, what else do we do, man? We got a lot going on. No, we're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes. Leave us that five-star review for your five-star content. Yep. Stitcher, iTunes, give us the five stars. We'll we'll hook you up with uh, five actual stars. If you send us your address, we'll send you five of those little pencil eraser stars from the 90s. Uh, Wilson Art, I still have a bag of them. And you will get a star. So... Um, other than that, um, you'll be able to see me on Street Fighter Five soonish in the next three months. Black Sauce on PlayStation Four probably kicking oh, everyone's ass. Um, you. Yep. Other than that, uh, shout out to Zoe Saldana for keeping it real, and shout out to Carrie Hilson, um, for obvious reasons. Shout out to both of them. God. How about Sonal Lathan? She never gets no love. Shout out to Sanaa Lathan. <laughs> who? Sanaa Lathan. Who's who is that? What is she even in? Google her real quick. You know Sanaa Lathan. S A N A A Lathan. You'll be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put her in my my trifecta of black girls. That I shout out. S A N A. Oh, I see her. Sanaa Lathan. Let me see her. Images. Oh yeah, she was in that movie Brown Sugar, and uh, there you go, loving basketball or something. Yeah, I can get down with Sanal so- Lathan. Shout out to Sanal Lathan, uh, Zoe Saldana, and of course Carrie Hilson. Um, yeah, I guess uh, the outro. I wanted to get to like a two nice. Two. That was like Colossus in the X Men arcade game. <laughs> when you get on that game with like a ten year old kid, and it's just like, bah, 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 bah. and then he gets power, bitch power, power, slapped. Power. Gets bitch slapped by one robot. And like, <laughs> it's like, dude, you can't just use all your X Men. <laughs> Where's your mom? Get off of this game.